Hello, horror fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast. Oh. Oh. The horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can also check out our website, ohthehorrorpodcast.com, for our back catalog, social media links. Yep. You can. Photos. Yeah. Or our bios. Yeah. If you're interested in that crap. I mean, let's be honest. Dino's is the best. Really. It, all truth and honesty, he, he really is. Yeah. So, uh, got Demon House today. We do. Yeah. We do, we do. Before we get into that, I just can't rave enough about the gift of sight I've received <laughs> the other day. I got new glasses. <laughs> it really is the little things. It's a primer to this story here. Not Demon House, but <laughs> a primer to me getting new glasses. Uh, I got glasses during the... Um, pandemic. The pandemic lockdown, whatever I. whatever the hell they're calling it now. Yeah, whatever. The, uh, but I got the wrong prescription. Shocker. Yeah, so for a year, basically. Uh-huh. Or no, not a year, six months. What? I think, right? Is that no. what they said? Six months? I got them. No. Or no, it was a year. It was a year. Mm-hmm. A year I've been walking around with the wrong glasses, which I knew I knew deep down. You knew from day one. Yeah. A, they were too tight because they only had a certain amount of frames available. Yeah. You know, this is what happens when no one works, folks. Or when you have a big Cornish head. Well, yeah. I got the <laughs> double negative here. And then... So I, I bring my glasses there yeah, and they take a look at them. I said, dude, don't even waste your time. Yeah. Don't even waste your time looking at these glasses. They're wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't care what. Yeah. But no, they want to check it out anyway. So I'm in the room with the other guy. He's getting me all set up with everything and get me all hooked up to whatever. And the eye doctor comes in. He goes, so he goes, uh, those are reading glasses you got. I was like, no, nah, man, it's for seeing far away. I told you they were screwed up. And now they gave me these beauties. Mm-hmm. Number one, they fit. Yes. And there could be a little loosening room if needed. Mm-hmm. But I can see. It's a miracle. And I can see without getting a headache. That's. Because the last three months, let's be honest here. These are things we all hide from each other and all that. But I didn't hide it from you. But no. I'm just saying everybody that's listening to this routinely. I was having headaches every single day yeah and it was just because of bad glasses and i knew it was but i couldn't get an appointment till a certain amount of time sucks yeah you know but here here i am here we are i'm gonna be a reading fool now get back to my old reading habits oh boy get back to my reading fighting weight (laughs) you know cranking out a, a book a day or two so demon house yeah gary indiana yeah yeah quite a story a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I think this is as we would rate these stories because there's the stories that are just horse shit. Yes. Then there's the stories that, and the stories that are rare, 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 where there's just something there and there's no explanation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. 
It's just way off into the weird. Mm-hmm. I think this story kind of fits right in I the middle. I was going to say, I think this is a middle. I like Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins did a a whole he did a documentary, documentary on it. Called Demon House. And, Good title. Yep. Um, I believe we watched it on Amazon Prime. We did. It's still on Amazon Prime. And then he had a this. season for uh, Demon House, which was the documentary. The documentary and then some and then, extra stuff. Um, on unseen footage. Yeah. Which you commented, mm-hmm. and it should be noted, yeah. that if all his good stuff went into the, the first film, one. So, you know, you can save yourself a few bucks and just watch the documentary. Yeah, I really have no interest in the Unseen one because if the best stuff was in the first one, I have no interest in watching that. Yes. I I have zero interest in it. We both watched the documentary and then I also referenced a USA Today article called The Alleged Demon Demon Home Sells for $35,000. By Marissa Kwiatkowski from the Indianapolis Star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is what what got me onto this one. Yeah, was before Zach even bought the house. Mm-hmm. I was stumbling across the story. Oh, that's what I think people need to realize that are from the Zach Baggins documentarian. This was already an established story. Yeah, and it had been out there for some time. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, and and that's where the claims of Demon House came from because this mother of three was claiming that herself and her children were all possessed by demons. Mm-hmm. And, well, I guess chaos ensues. Yeah. So let's get into it. Definitely. Four days after the Indianapolis Star broke a story about a mother who told public officials she was possessed by demons, the home in which she and her family once lived was purchased for $35,000. It was purchased sight unseen by Zach Baggins. Yeah. He bought it over the phone. He's the host and executive producer of Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel, and he offered to purchase the home in Gary as... And and then there was this whole, like, as if there wasn't enough media frenzy over this. Yeah. Him buying the home was huge. Oh, yeah. So media outlets in more than a dozen countries uh, clamored for interviews with Latoya Ammons, her family, and others mentioned in the Star's report. And it chronicled her description of strange occurrences involving her and her three children and the government's response. I mean... Whatever. Her mm-hmm. tale spurred a series of exorcisms that a priest claims were the first authorized by the current bishop of the Catholic Church's diocese in Gary. There was so much media attention over Amons' claims that, you know, people closest to her were like, what? What is happening? And I figured that I would get uproar. This is a quote. From my hometown, but I never imagined that it would go viral, said Ammons, who now lives in Indianapolis. Ammons said people have shown up at her home and falsely claimed that they were her friends. She fielded requests for interviews from media outlets such as CNN and the Dr. Oz show and movie producers, but as of Wednesday had agreed to talk only with Inside Edition. But she said she stopped looking at social media sites after reading negative comments. I mean, shocker. 
Yeah. Uh, they can say whatever they want, she said. I'm fed up with the backlash. You mean it's negative on social media? I, really? Uh, I got to check out the social media she's so, on. The yeah. Reverend Michael Maginot has granted a series of interviews, including with the O'Reilly Factor. Maginot is the priest at St. Stephen Martyr Parish in Merrillville. He investigated the house and ultimately conducted four exorcisms on Ammons. I was kind of shocked that it would stir that much interest, quote. Gary Police Captain Charles Austin, who also investigated Amons's claims, said he expected notoriety and figured a movie would come of this. This is all very pertinent information. Mm-hmm. All of this media attention, the fervor, and... And this is around, like, 2011, right? I don't I think that's, remember now. I think that's when they moved in. And then the case basically was closed 2013. So that's okay. kind of the time period with with Ammons yeah. staying at the house, just so people can kind of get so, a time frame on it. Uh, the police captain also is quoted as saying, I thought that because of my expertise in the field of law enforcement and the things I've seen at this house that I've never seen before in my life, he said, I didn't expect this kind of reaction, not in my life. Kind of sounds like maybe he did. And there's a lot of, I'm getting the impression that because of the attention, anyone associated with this saw this as an opportunity as a money grab. So Austin, who said he was initially skeptical, has become a believer. He told the star he's been contacted by media outlets from 20 countries, including Australia, France, and the UK. While he's enjoying that brief taste of fame, he said he wouldn't go into the house unless required to do so for an investigation, which is kind of bullshit, and we'll get into that once we get into the documentary. Yeah. Why go where evil possibly is? You have no idea what you may run into, he's quoted as saying. Psychologists who evaluated Ammons and her children came to a different conclusion. They characterized her fixation on demons as being part of a delusional system. Baggins of Ghost Adventures said his use of the house will likely involve research into the purported paranormal activity. Quote, I really have a passion for this stuff and the research aspect, end quote. Charles Reed, the homeowner and Amons's former landlord, said the current tenant called police to complain when reporters and photographers showed up, and she declined offers of money and interview requests. And that's really very telling, because in the documentary, just about everyone who is referenced here in that Indianapolis Star article makes some sort of appearance in the documentary. Mm-hmm. And the homo the previous homeowner, I guess he would be more like a landlord. He claimed that there were no reports no of reports any, at all before this. Yeah. Before the Ammons family took up residency in the house. Mm -hmm. It should also be noted that uh, CPS was uh, called and or involved in the Ammons case in several instances due to the children's lack of appearances in school. Mm -hmm. So we'll get into our thoughts and opinions at the end, but I... I don't know. So let's get into the documentary. Yeah, we can kind of dissect all this stuff after we do the documentary stuff. So it starts with Zach kicking out 
people that he claims are squatters mm-hmm. that took up residency when he purchased the the house, but whom the previous owner called his tenants. Yeah. So, okay. A little weird. Yeah. And so he goes to the house and the boyfriend of the current tenant is there. And he's openly speaking with Zach. And of course, Zach is being followed by the documentary cameras. And this guy tells Zach, oh, he'll happily tell him about his experiences at the property once they sit down and come to terms. And it should be noted that Zach specifically speaks with the woman that was living there. And she's like, no, nothing's happened. She goes, this is an old house. There's weird noises. She goes, but there are weird noises that would be associated with an old house. Yeah. You know, what we lay people call, you know, the house settling. Mm-hmm. And so then Zach goes after Latoya Ammons because he's just trying to get her side of the story, apparently, supposedly. Well, no, Who and knows? I think in the beginning of the documentary, it does look like that. Because I know just even watching documentaries, this is the thing I noticed with Zach Baggins is it's pretty open. Like mm-hmm. there's not really a whole scripted deal or anything like that. No. It's pretty much cameras are on. We're going to go do this thing. Right. And whatever we get on camera, we're going to get on camera, which is a, I hate to say this to everybody, but it had to be reminded to a certain degree. That's a documentary. Yeah. We have today a lot of filmed documentaries that are not documentaries. They're planned productions. Yes. And that's a problem with documentaries now. They're edited up. They have this plan. There has to be a flow. And it's like, yo, man. You totally are making a movie. A movie. Yeah. You're making a movie now where I'll give Zach Baggins credit. Yeah. He might have some structure and he might have some things because, I mean, he's putting something together. Yes. But you could clearly tell in the documentary and other stuff that he does. He's and, just winging it. And he wings, you know, he brings people in that are skeptics and stuff. Yep. I would love to do whatever next one he has, especially me as a, a pretty strong skeptic. Yeah. But the fact is, is. Even the people that are involved in that, that are in that position, they all say, yeah, no, it's pretty open. The crew's open. Right. They go in. They don't yep. really have an agenda, they just quote unquote, in, so they to do speak. Their thing. I mean, whatever yeah. happens, happens. I, I have a lot of respect for that. So he finally, he's able to track her down. He goes to the place where she's currently living, mm-hmm. and I believe it's her brother answers the door. Yeah, I think so. And. He tells Zach that Latoya won't speak with him because he, Zach, has spent time in the house and she didn't want to speak with him because something could have attached to him and she didn't want to take that chance of, you know, giving it an opportunity to get back into either her or her children. Yeah. But the brother happily agrees to chat with uh, with Zach and he regales him with all kinds of stories and his biggest story is a tale of um, him picking up the children and the boys were acting super aggressive and they were fighting with each other and threatening their grandmother. Then, you know, he leaves Zach and he goes back and Latoya won't let him back into the apartment because he has spent time with Zach. He talked with him. And yeah. he could have went to the house and yeah. all that. Yeah. Well, he could have. Or no, that I was just the time he think, talked to yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he went to the house. No, he just talked to him in and, the car. Um, 
later in the documentary, it's revealed that the rights to her story have been sold to a director or producer in Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. which is why she wouldn't cooperate with the documentary. Yeah. Zach also gets a threatening phone call from said producer or the producer's attorney. It was kind of it's kind of unclear who actually uh, called him. Yeah. And he says as the owner of the property, he's going to keep on with his investigation. You yeah. know, he owns the property because they were essentially telling him to cease and desist that he's not allowed to. Now think about to, that just for a second. He's not on allowed how to make a documentary. Bold, how yeah. bold movie producers are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about how bold that how bold a move that is. We need to pause for a second yeah. and really <laughs> the hubris go into that. Because imagine if you bought a piece of property. Yes. Not even with the agenda that Zach Baggins has. Say you just bought a piece of property. Right, yeah. And then you realize through a neighbor next door. Or somebody. You know, that you're introducing in this. And the neighbor does the kindly thing and says, hey, you know what? That house has a history. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they told you that when you bought it. But that house, I feel you should know that has a history. No, not even give the deets. Just say, hey, it has a history. So what are you going to do? You're going to start walking around and trying to get information about this piece of property you just purchased. I would. Now, could you imagine getting a phone call from a Hollywood producer or movie producer? I hate to say Hollywood. I yeah. mean, kind of hand in hand, but but a movie producer calling up and saying, no, look, you've got to stop what you're doing because yeah. I'm making a movie. Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, I own the house. Yeah, Fuck exactly. your movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh-huh. unreal. Yeah. Unreal that they actually would sit there and, and make the call. And shocker to date, the only quote unquote movie about this house yeah. is Zach's. Yeah. And this was all, I think I, I might be wrong on the time frame again, but, but I think 2014 or something like that was when he was doing all of this. Could be. Around there. But the fact is, is this whole movie thing on that end mm-hmm. ran flat, yeah. didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And, yep. and then, as you, you know, as you're saying, Zach Baggins Demon House documentary is the only piece of film. Correct. Around this. Yes. It's it's the only filmed version of the story. Yeah. Or at yeah. least a filmed version of a story. Yeah. Yeah. So being the homeowner, to his credit, Zach did have a home inspection completed. And during the home inspection, it was noted there were high levels of asbestos and black mold at the property. Mm-hmm. There's also a reference to the water heated water heater and it being vented improperly, which was contributing to some of the high levels noted at the property. Yeah, apparently the attic was loaded with black mold. Yeah, yeah. That's the way they framed it in the documentary. Right. Um, so then he calls in a doctor, and by doctor, this guy has a Ph.D., and I don't even remember now. Mm-hmm. And he's testing uh, the geomagnetism, which is the naturally occurring magnetism coming from the earth. Yeah. Like it's none of the weird. It's just. It's like Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Same thing. So he's taking several readings and he gets some spikes on a meter that he's using, which it was. Wasn't it just like an ohm meter or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. It, it was it was just weird. All I could think of was like the the Ghostbusters. The, yes, <laughs> with Egon Spangler. Yes, that little thing with yes. the lights and it comes yes. out. 
<laughs> His readings are through the roof. So at one point, Zach shows signs of aggression, which was really just him like doing a chest thrust at the guy. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, he whatever. Got all, he got all teen Zach. Yeah. And I'm and I, okay. And so he has to leave for the doctor's quote unquote safety. Yeah. And as Zach's doing his oh, chest lunge at the doctor, oh, the meter, it spikes again. Yeah. For no apparent reason, man. Yeah. So <laughs> it should be noted the entire basement floor is cemented with the exception of a small nook. It's it's a little area Stairwell, basically. behind the stairs. And at one point, the police dig in this area and they discover a woman's pink press on nail a pair of panties, children's socks, a comb, and a metal tin. And a partridge and a pear tree. I don't remember the partridge, but that's in the probably. That's in the, the released footage okay. after. That's. It's in the... <laughs> so placed behind the bottom stair is like this small aluminum tin that, that literally has nothing in it. Yeah. And they keep showing scenes of this area with like a shit ton of candles as though some sort of ritual has been performed there, even though there's no evidence, no evidence of, of it. such an event occurring. Yeah. Like there's not even residue of wax. wax. I mean, it's yeah. dirt for crying out loud. I mean, loud. like you burn a candle out, there's a big old thing of yeah, wax. Yeah, you're going to have a pool of yeah, wax. Yeah, none of that. But no, in the movie, they have that no, set there. It's Everywhere. In the documentary, there's, there's candles uh, all candles over the place. Candles going down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Goes into everything. Yeah. So then the PhD doctor dude, he goes upstairs and he's wandering through the house with a with his very own personal cameraman, and they catch a quote unquote shadow moving toward the doctor and like the doc. There's a a bathroom and then the room that the doctor's in. And the shadow moves across the door frame of the bathroom. Now, that's it. Guys, it looks like a blob. It just looks like a black blob that moves into frame and then moves out of frame. So then we had to have this very special, um, he's like a, uh, a photo specialist yeah. to prove that this is undoctored yeah. footage. Yeah. This is amazing, guys. Yeah. This is like... Real. It's this a is find. Legit. It's a find. Like, this is the thing. So cue to the cameraman. The cameraman, he walks past where the shadow was. Yeah. And all shit goes down. It does. They go back to the hotel room, at which point the doctor, he gets sick. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's in the hospital his organs are going into a system. It's not even it's a, like a systematic like, shutdown. It's just a All failure. of his organs are failing at the same time. Mm -hmm. Cameraman is back at the hotel raging yeah. in the hallway outside of an yep. elevator. Yelling at something inside the elevator. Yeah. yeah. And he's coming in and out of the elevator. Mm -hmm. And they're all standing there like, oh. Yeah. And then security comes and they have to, like, get their shit together. So then they go back into the hotel room. Yeah. And this guy's like, you got to turn off. You got to turn off the camera. So they just set the camera on the floor. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't turn it off. You just leave it on. The move. You're going to get some of the, they did the best move. information. Yeah. yeah. And this guy's just going off talking nonsensically about how. Yeah, just how he, you know. 
how whatever is in the house is after Zach. Yeah. It's not after him. Yeah. It's after Zach. Yeah. And then this cameraman, he ends up ultimately getting fired because he's spiraling out of control. He's mm-hmm. descending into darkness and mania. He gets 666. Um, oh yeah, that's right. They talk about the Afro story where he goes down hands. this dark path. Yeah. He gets six, six, six. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there are several interviews in this documentary with people associated with the Amon story, and um, a mother and her children who were previous tenants of the property, or at least the mother was. I'm not sure if her kids were ever there at the house. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We're going to start with the previous tenant and and her three kids who show up at Zach's door because, oh, I used to live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, (laughs) you just, of course you're going to stop because you lived there. And I mean, yeah, so I have my three kids with me. And this woman knows, everybody knows. Here's the funny thing. of demonic possession. Everybody knows about it at the house, but he also tells her. I'm filming this documentary. Yes. Because are you okay with your children? Are you going okay in? with your children going yes. in? Now, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to throw the hammer down here. I think this is where Zach Baggins was extremely irresponsible. Because yeah, if he dude. does believe this, if yes. he truly does why believe you, it, and why would the you? The whole thing. They say that whatever the spirits are there are especially susceptible to women and children. Yeah. No, Here's just a woman. With children. Yeah. And, okay, yeah, sure, what the heck, let's reminisce and walk around it. Mm-hmm. So that the house that may or so, may not be. So with it, him being his show, I yeah. just, I'm sorry, I don't know the guy from A Hole in the Wall, but I think that's the dickest move I've ever seen in my life. But it's okay. And then. Because he asked Because he asked the mother permission. If you know, she's giving permission yeah, for the it's kids to go inside. Like some bullshit journalist fucking attitude. Because I'm sorry. If I was making it, I'd be like, look, you yeah, want to come in? Fine. Fine. But your, children, but your kids are staying out of here. And I would have left one of my people yeah. with the kids. Yeah. She to didn't, make sure they don't go in. She doesn't but sign whatever. anything. They don't have anything of that, of that so, on there. You know. She's wandering through the house and she's like, this used to be my room. Mm -hmm. And then they decide to go in the basement. Yeah. And the basement apparently or supposedly, at least in in the documentary, it's presented as like the epicenter of the events at the home. Yeah. And, of course, you know, it's part of the tour. And she's like, oh, sure, I'll go in. But you have to go first. But she like, never. That's going to make a huge and difference. And she never went into the basement before. She, she said never she never did. went down there. No. Had a creepy she, feeling. Yeah. Now, so, meanwhile, she goes down and all the kids are just walking around the house. They went down with know, her. And then they went down with her after. You so, know. almost immediately. The next frame is all of them downstairs in the basement, and the mother turns to one of her kids and she goes, "Don't do that. Don't don't hit me." Mm-hmm. And her kid's like, "I didn't do that." Yeah. So they do a replay of the scene in the documentary, and he says, "You can clearly see that she's been kicked and that her leg buckles." And then they they show it again. But it's waste up footage. Yeah. So, no, I can't clearly see yeah. that her leg buckled. No, exactly. But here's Did the thing: is she is she just her... shifted her weight a little bit or something Whatever. like that? And here's but the... I mean, if this is your footage, 
if this is your great gotcha, oh, yeah. here it is. Yeah. Why would you only show waist up? It's yeah. the same. It was literally the same exact view that was that he had just played moments before. Yeah. It was literally the exact same. Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> um, and then one of her son, he's genuinely concerned with the supposed occurrences. Like mm-hmm. he clearly states that he's not cool with with it. And one of her daughters is like, so do you think, like, the demon is still here or or do you think it's moved on? Yeah, but it wasn't casual like that. Like, you could really see the tone, like, is it still here? Like, she was a bit concerned that it was, you know. Zach claims he doesn't know. Yeah. No, they're all like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know, could be. Maybe. No, and that's where I'm going to jump into it. This is how power suggestion starts. Yes. Right here. Is where you're going into house that's proclaimed to have all yes. this activity. Supposedly yep. possessed. You it's go the in house of two hundred demons. Yeah, and and yeah. you know, and somebody asks the question, especially a young, impressionable kid yeah. that will attach onto any sort of idea, as stupid as it could be. Yep. Because it feels right. Yep. And and you know, and you just plant this little seed right in the head and say, Have a good day, everybody. Okay, bye. See ya. Yeah. See you later. So about Three weeks to a month later, yep. the mother calls Zach because the daughter who asked if the demon was still there or had moved on, mm-hmm. she had threatened to kill the mother and... Attempted suicide. She attempted suicide. Yeah. So, okay, now he's like, oh, geez, you know, I kind of feel responsible. Duh. Yeah. So then it's all of them at... The church. The church. And Zach asks if he can talk with the daughter separately. Mm-hmm. And he starts asking her if she remembers being at the house and she just looks at him. And, you know, if she remembers the event that led to their being there that night. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just, I just remember bits and pieces. So she enters the church and she sits front and center in the chair while the priest reads the rite of exorcism over her. And it, the, at some points, she's, like, laughing as he's mm-hmm. reading the prayers. Yeah. And then at another point, she just bows her head, and that's when the priest says that the demonic spirit has yeah, she shuts down her body. Yeah. So the same priest also provides his account of events with the Ammons family and, mm-hmm. and with the house. And he includes the request to the bishop to perform the exorcism with the handwritten approval of it being granted. Yeah. He mentions the house visits he made before the exorcisms were uh, requested or granted. And he also, and also included in this is the CPS worker who supposedly witnessed the youngest son walking backward up the wall. Now it's not clear whether this event occurred in the home or it was in the hospital. The documentary puts it as it happened in the hospital. Well, they the show nurse these was there. recreated scenes yeah. in the hospital. And there was a supposed um, like lab tech that was also there yeah. that supposedly witnessed it. See, and that's the interesting part of this whole story. Yes. Because let's just rewind for a second. Mm-hmm. You got the cop. Yes. Who just undeniably believes it. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and says that there's something wrong 
with that house. Yes. It's not just the one cop. There's a couple cops. Yes. That were just, they refuse to go into that house. They won't do it. Yeah. Now you got to understand in context, like a cop will walk into any freaking house. Anything. They walk into any situation. Like there could be someone in there armed to the fucking nads. Yeah. And it's their job to walk into that house. Yep. No matter how afraid they are. Yep. It's their job. Mm-hmm. And for them to say, I'm, I'm not, not going, going into in. this house. And, yep. and you got to understand, Gary, Indiana is not like the safe. No, it's not. Safe, uh, you know, suburbia type thing that you'd see in like the Brady Bunch. No, it's like, it's like little Detroit. Basically, honestly. I know uh, I was reading a bunch of, bunch of stuff, but I think it was around like 2010 near this area where the, this story first starts. Mm-hmm. Gary, Indiana was like the 10th, uh, I think it was number 10 in like the highest crime cities. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As far as safe and oh, it, like it's unsafe and dangerous. with crime. A lot of it's crime. It's low income. It's, it's low, low income. income. Yeah. And, and I mean, everybody's going to sit here and go, oh, here we go. And it's like, I'm sorry. I've lived in these areas. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born and raised in them, but trying to get my start in certain areas out yeah. of state. I'm not going to name places or anything like that, but I I started at a very very rough spot. Yes, it was a very rough spot. So I understand kind of how these neighborhoods work to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I've worked in a lot of these bad neighborhoods. Right, commuting every single day for mm-hmm. years, going going to these bad neighborhoods. So I I know I know how it works around there. Right, and. And the fact is, is you get a neighborhood like this where someone can latch on to possibly an idea to get income yes, of any kind. Yes. You really got to start questioning the story. And that's when we were started watching this. It was like the, the moment they mentioned movie deal. It's like, well, yep. you got you to gotta put that into the sauce. You do. The fact that she wouldn't talk to the brother. R- well... It says she wouldn't talk to the brother. Yeah. It says. Well, no, she it said it kicked the, her, kicked him out. It. Which here's the I'm thing. But I'm going to be honest. There's no evidence. It's just them simply saying. No, I she know. Kicked the brother I know. Out. And, and that's what I'm saying. In these types of neighborhoods, the talk just runs rampant. Right. The gossip runs yeah. rampant. It's the word on the street, so to speak. You yeah. hear this, you hear yeah. that. The other part of it is, is like I said, if there's an income opportunity, you'd be surprised what people do. Oh, yeah. And in those areas, you'd really be surprised what people do for money. They'll kill people for money. Yes. They'll steal for money. Yes. They'll they'll sell drugs to their, their close friend yes. to make money. Yeah. It's it's a, and, and this has nothing to do with color or anything like that. This no. is just how really deprived, high crime riddled areas operate mm-hmm. operate on a totally different side of just all belief right and in, in, in compared to some some areas and people that aren't from these areas or been around these areas really have no idea how it works right really don't have an idea and you also have people that are just trying to be included into something because they're just bored right. they're home all day there's a lot of reasons to to hop into this stuff and that's where I didn't understand, like, the, the, the story, the documentary, when that woman who lived there and said nothing happened and she brought her kids in, I was like, what the hell's happening here? 
that's when it just yeah. really got like I just started losing the credit for it. I I, I didn't then, understand yeah, it. Yeah, and then they they cue to them and their house. Yeah, and, you know how each of them was affected post visit to yeah. the house. Yeah, and it's like whatever. Yeah. Um. And- so the CPS worker, the social worker, and the lab tech who supposedly witnessed this backward up the wall walking, Mm -hmm. both leave the room. Mm -hmm. And the CPS worker refused to work on their case after this incident. She ended up moving out of there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She left. She left. Yeah. Um, And then the new CPS worker that was reassigned to the Amons case, she has her own quote-unquote incident with a house. And this is where they get into their big gotcha was when the, the police were there collecting... Uh, evidence. Yeah, I don't even will. really know what it they was were. After, it's an empty house. It's after the incident with the kid in mm-hmm. the hospital. Yeah. And they make a big deal about the mini blinds in one of the rooms, like, weeping oil. Yeah. And so they clean the blinds off. They close the door to the room, and they put a Q-tip at the base of the door. And the point of the Q-tip was if anyone entered the room after they closed the door and cleaned mm-hmm. the blinds, that would be the cue because they were thinking that it was the grandmother who had done yeah. this yeah. while they were in another room. And so they go back about an hour or so later, enter the room, and, oh, the oil's returned. So the newly assigned CPS worker at one point, I don't know how she factors into all of this or whether this is the same incident or a second incident. Yeah. But she touches the oil on the blind and then they show this picture of where her hand made contact with the oil. It turned completely white. Yeah. And they show her hand. They show and, the picture. And her pinky is like a little less pink than the rest of her hand. But her whole hand is fine, and they're saying that, you know, yeah. you could see the hand. Oh, yeah. 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 So they call the they call the priest so that uh, he can come, and he's standing outside in front of the house and says, the, the blinds are uh, weeping oil, or there's oil on the blinds. Yeah. Wouldn't they have told him that? When they called, be like, you got to get over here. There's oil on the blinds and this chick's hands white. We need we need you to come here and, like, say a prayer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, at this point, the documentary goes into detail about how anyone who comes into this home or has some sort of association with this home is followed by a series of bad events. Like... Uh, the home inspector got cancer. Yeah. Uh, the cop walked outside and he slid on the ice and he hit his head. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah. What and, are the chances? Uh, the CPS worker, she was running and like she got like a stress fracture mm-hmm. in her leg. Crazy. Like, can you believe that? And yeah. then, of course, you know, the doctor who's got his organs all failing in the hospital. That one was a weird... That is weird, because that, the, the doctors couldn't find... They couldn't figure out what the hell was going on with it, yeah. So, 
Zach gets the brilliant idea to board up all the windows and the yeah. doors and seal himself into the property for 24 hours because, gosh darn it, he's going to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. The best idea. What is this, babe? Worst move ever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's super pretty anticlimactic, honestly. It's a he's, letdown. He's it really pacing. is. He's going from room to room talking about how he doesn't want to turn off the light. And then he's sitting on the bed in a makeshift bedroom. And he starts, like, yelling. And he chucks something out into the hallway. Yeah. I still don't know what he threw out into the hallway. No, no. And then he complains of severe eye pain. And when they return to retrieve him, he's taken to the hospital where he has, like, this permanent eye condition. Yeah, that, he's got to wear, like, prison that, glasses and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. it's going to require surgery. So this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. And yeah. he has the house demoed. Well, and he had uh, he saw something there, right? That's what he said. Yeah, but there was no footage no. of it. Yeah. But being a quote unquote collector, yeah. he keeps the stairs to the basement. Oh, after he a dam- demos the house, gallons yeah. of buckets, dirt. buckets of the dirt, like yeah. the gallon buckets of dirt, and this quote unquote collection screams at and Lorraine Warren, and their occult museum. So turns out Zach has oh, yeah. his own occult museum. Yeah. So I mean, that's great. And, so so out of this whole thing, who won the biggest uh, the biggest deal here? You have you have the family with the movie deal that fell apart. You got the cop, so they got who's nothing. just being a cop. You got the priest who's still working as a priest. Yeah. But who ended up getting the the documentary? Zach. Who ended up getting you know yeah. he's got all this uh, evidence uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't really mean anything. You know, it's nothing. if that's what it takes, you and I could just grab some stairs, <laughs> a couple five gallon pails of dirt, open a museum. I call it. That's how it's done. Cup of you know. dirt. <laughs> I call just, it. Just put an F on it and move yeah, on. Just get an F and move on. I just. No. Nah, was... For for people who haven't watched it, I mean, we should have admitted there was a spoiler. But the fact is, is it's a letdown. At it's the end of the day, total letdown. And and that's I'm the thing sorry. is, it's all of these, all of these movies, all of these TV shows. Yeah, they're all the biggest letdown ever. Yeah, like seriously. but inside of it, there's some some compelling things. Like I said, the cops, the cops really the cops drew me not, in because uh, they don't really have anything to gain from it. Not the chief because he's in there all the time, and he in the newspaper article he says, "Oh no, I won't go there unless I have to investigate." Yeah, but he's there walking around in the property with Zach about yeah no, four or five different in the times. house. He was in the yeah. basement and, and all he's that. Supposedly yeah. the one that nailed him or yeah, you know, screwed him into the house. Yeah, and yeah. he was going to be back in twenty four hours if something goes wrong. Yeah, call me. Yeah, you gotta call yeah, me. Yeah, which I mean, if it was really fucked up, they'd be like, "Dude, yeah, exactly. you gotta get your own guy to get you but out of here." Yeah. The two cops that are there because, like, um, one of the sensors goes off. Like, mm-hmm. I think he had like ADT or something, something and, like and that, something yeah. was going off. And the cops are like, "I don't even want to be standing outside on the street in front of this." House. No, that's what I'm saying. Some of that stuff's pretty compelling. The guy who had the organ failure, that was compelling to me. Yeah. And, I mean, we still don't know what that was all about. No, no. Okay. So, 
again, right from the beginning, this is where the wheels started falling off for me on this this demon house with Zach Baggins. Mm-hmm. Is when you mentioned that he had the house inspection and that there was asbestos and there was a ton of black mold up in the attic. And, right. And the thing is, is these, these homes, I mean... It's they, an old house. It's an old house, and it's also not taken care of. No. Like many of them in the area. No. You know, whether it's a, uh, like a slumlord, you know, slumlord landlord that just is after the money well, for rent and doesn't take care of a the, place. The police footage of them walking through the home. Yeah. After this whole incident where the kids are in the hospital. The house is a freaking mess. Oh, yeah. No, there's there shit is, all over the there place. There is clothing and food and dishes no, and, that's what, and shit everywhere. That's what I'm explaining when you're in these bad neighborhoods. Yeah. This is house after house after right. house. Yeah. Now, granted, there's some house homes that are well kept. Right. Because there's people that really are down on their luck or they made a bad decision and they're just stuck in an area, right. but they're still working hard out of it. And they have a lot of pride in themselves and right. they have a lot of pride in mowing their lawn, right? keeping their house clean, keep the steps swept, yeah. you know, house, you know, the cle- cleanliness is godliness type attitude. Exactly, you know, yeah. there's some people that are like that, but a lot of the neighborhoods, I mean, just, you know, you don't believe me, fucking drive through them. Yeah. If you have the balls, yeah, you know, which you're going to sit there and talk a bunch of shit, but never drive through one of these neighborhoods and actually see how some people live in life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible. It is. It's really terrible how some people have to live and exist at the same well, time you are. But here's the thing I'm getting at with the sickness. Yeah. He had the inspector come in, tons of black mold in the attic, right. asbestos in yep. the house. Now, this is where it started breaking down for me. Yeah. Because again, I think this house is not one thing. No. I think it's about 50 things. Yes. And when you smash all 50 things together. It's the perfect storm. You are going to get a result that's less than yes, less than nice. So what you have is a standard house. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it. Well, no. No. Let's say I, an, an old house. That no, just an with, old house. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. That just comes with it, the the creek, you know, like the creeks and the groans no, of an I'm old just, house. I'm just saying, yeah. you have a house. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Then you have a landlord because when he bought it, yep, he said that he had squatters, but then you had the tenant, you know, the yeah. the tenant there. So obviously, obviously, it was a landlord rent situation, mm-hmm. and generally in those areas, landlord rent situation. The homes aren't taken care of at all. Right. They want the money check every single month. Yep. And they're not going to, you know, if it needs a new sink, it's going to get the cheapest fucking sink in the planet. Right. Trust me. I worked at a home improvement store. I've been around landlords for years Mm -hmm. and they don't want to put a nickel in their fucking rental property. No, they don't. The rare person that would come in and say, nope, I want to get this nice and, you know, because it's an investment property, blah, blah, blah. Others don't look at it as an investment property per se, but just the money coming in every right. month. Oh, I, uh, you know, the, the cabinet went. What's the cheapest cabinet you have? Everything's the cheapest. Yep. What's the cheapest way out of this? Cheapest yep. way out of that. Yep. And, and that's looking like not even at a whole situation, mm-hmm. just fixing pieces of situations. Right. When you yeah. know damn well there's a larger right. situation yeah. there. So you have that instance there. So the house is falling apart. On itself. Right. It's not getting 
they it's don't not being they don't go and check on it. They don't go to see if right. it's cleaned or anything like that. So now, I think a lot of it shows to like mold poisoning, yeah, or mold it, it mold leads, symptoms. It leads to, things like that. I think it leads to that. Yeah. Now, I think what you also had was his family come through, and with maybe some of those symptoms, or maybe one person was having a symptom. And then it it spurs into this thing where, you know, somebody's getting, you know, because, for example, symptoms of just mold exposure. You get breathing issues. Mm -hmm. You get skin problems. Mm -hmm. You get sensation of pins and needles. Mm -hmm. Depression and sadness. Mm -hmm. Digestive disorders. Headaches and dry eyes. And muscle pain. Mm -hmm. Black mold. You get aches and pains. Changes in mood. Mm -hmm. Headaches. Memory loss. Nosebleeds. Yeah. Now the hypocrisy of science, this is where I'm going to pull my pants down and take a big fat shit on science, mm-hmm. is they'll say, oh, to date, there's no proof that inhaling mold spores can cause these symptoms. But then you're going to list the symptoms of it. Right. Here's yeah. an idea, scientists. Fucking take a side. Yeah. Just one side. Yeah. Don't tell me these are all the symptoms of mold exposure, but then at the end of it say, yeah, but to date, there's no proof that inhaling mold spores will do this. But you just gave me a list of fucking symptoms. Yeah. It's and crazy. it's funny because at one point they were shutting buildings down because of black mold and they called it toxic black mold toxic syndrome. Toxic black mold syndrome. Yeah, yeah. They've got a name for it. So, That's okay. the EPA, by the way. Uh, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> in my job, a lot of these renovation properties, they do have mold. Yeah. And my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite is when they have the mold quote unquote remediation. Yeah. And then they do the test afterward. Mm-hmm. And on every single mold report, it says there's always going to be mold present because yeah. it's, it's ever present in the air. So you're never going to have zero, but that there's a quote unquote, well, there's good, acceptable there's good mold and limit. there's bad mold. You know. Yes, there is. But their point is, even after remediation, there's yeah. still going to be mold present because there's mold in the air. Yeah. That essentially what they're testing. What on they're telling you is you got to clean your fucking house. <laughs> That's all there is to it. I worked in a building, a medical, which was funny. It was a medical billing place. Mm-hmm. And the vents had mold in mm-hmm. there. It was terrible. Everyone got sick. Yeah. All of the time. Yes. And also, people were just losing their minds in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I worked there for a year, and I was like, I am not working in this building anymore. Yeah. And I remember just watching how it would work. And this couples a couple of things. You get a power suggestion that comes through. Mm-hmm. You get this acting agent mm-hmm. to justify the power of suggestion. Mm-hmm. I remember I, I might have told this story before during ghosts or something like that, but the power suggestion, I worked at this place. I remember going in and just for shits and giggles, because yes, I'm an evil bastard like that, story. I would be, you know, oh, I got the sniffles today. I think I'm coming down with something. And I'd watch right around the room of the whole house or the, the floor yeah. where we we're working. People, oh, my God, I'm getting sick. You got me sick today. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I didn't. Yeah. I'm not fucking sick. I will you know. say when I worked at Freedom, anyone who occupied the very first office mm-hmm. was habitual. Habitually sick. Yeah. The the woman that was the the head of our department 
when she was in that office, yeah. the number of times she had pneumonia yep. or was in the hospital with pneumonia, mm-hmm. it was it was like, oh, all right, well, she's she's sick again. It's obviously going to be pneumonia. Yeah. And then when two other people, when she moved out of that office into a new one, mm-hmm. and these the two other people moved into her old office, they started getting sick, like chronically sick. Yeah. Yeah. And then- all of a sudden, as people go through life, they're going to realize this is a, a thing. Yes. And you, then, I mean, when you're younger, you don't realize this stuff. It doesn't exist in your life. Yes. But then you start getting older and you start being exposed to this type of stuff. It's it's real. Yes. So the landlord of the building yeah. actually came in and they ended up fixing the window. There was a, it, it was it was mold. There yeah. was mold all over it. No, they ended no up doubt. having to fix everything in there and then after shocker after it was fixed up everybody's fine no issues yeah no and that's that's the problem i have with the documentary and i get it like documentary you only have so much time you can only put no no just just give me a second here please the zach baggins did the inspection yes but he in in the documentary he just leaves it at that just says that there is asbestos and a ton of black mold in the attic. And then brings he didn't, a bunch of people into it. The and then house. brings a bunch of people into it. And this is where I really just like this documentary pissed me off. Like yeah. I wasn't just let down by the end of it. I was pissed off. It was like, why don't you motherfucker have a, a crew come in and clean the house? Clean the house. And show the documentary. We have someone cleaning the house. We're gonna remove all possibility. Yes. Of anything that could be a contributing factor, like two knuckleheads like you and I, Jen, right. yes. that could sit here and just shoot them down in 10 seconds. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, we're at 54 minutes right now. This whole topic could have been easily 10 seconds. Yeah. Guy bought a house. It was full of mold and asbestos. Had it con- had it, all had it confirmed by a home inspector, yeah. but didn't say he had it cleaned. No, he didn't. So asbestos and mold, case closed, done. And, I mean, at the and end then of I'm the day, sorry, that's the corner you're pushing me into. Yeah, you because, didn't do anything. You didn't. You. I'll go right down the list. The woman who used to stay there and came in with her kids. Mm-hmm. Power suggestion. Yes. All, all of them are fine except the one girl. Yeah. So, the thing with mold is, is it doesn't affect everyone differently. If your immune system is a little yeah, less. It, it affects everyone. Or if you have a pre-existing condition. Yeah. If you have some sort of breathing issue, he doesn't cover any of that with the girl. No. So I'm betting because she lives in that area. Mm-hmm. She's probably in a similar type situation, old house, not taken care of. I'm making some general assumptions, but guess what? Everybody's making general assumptions now in the show. Yeah. So what if she has asthma or some sort of breathing problem? She's in the house and she's got shortness of breath. She's having headaches or just some sort of pain and just turns to the guy and says, so there's a demon still in this house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't know. Your head's gone now. Yeah. Your head's totally gone. You're gone on this trip and you go home and you're not breathing well and that's with anything, whether you're an athlete, a musician, or whatever. They all tell you, breathe. Yes. Breathe. It settles you down. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing with yoga that you do. Yeah. It's breath control. Yes. Settles you down. The home inspector, of course, he's going to get sick. He's inspecting all these homes with fucking mold in them. Yes. So, of course, he's going to get sick. So, I check that box right off. Mm-hmm. 
And now you got the guy, the doctor, so to speak, the PhD that came yeah. in, and he's got all the organ failure. Right. Well, if he has some sort of immunity issue, which right. I'm sorry to know. say, folks, if all his organs are failing, he's having some sort of an immunity problem. Yeah. If it's all his organs are failing. Right. We don't know if he had any pre-existing conditions, but here's the other thing. No, and they don't. He's an older guy. No, but they just didn't talk about that. No, they didn't. And that's where I'm getting it at. it doesn't fit their narrative. No, I know. And, you know, what if there was just nothing wrong with the girl? What if she's she was just a teenager? She was just, like, in a mood or whatever, or she went in there and yeah. she was, quote, unquote, happy, and then she, like, quote unquote, felt sad. And then she asked, oh my God, so is there a demon here? Or do you think it's left? And the guy who owns the house is like, Psh, I don't know. Yeah. And then she's just left to her own devices. No, exactly. And I and, honestly and think people... at the end of the day, they used the demonic possession, demons, ghosts, whatever. They used it as an excuse. I think Amon's had some issues with, uh, you know, getting her kids to one cooperate, maybe go to school or maybe she just didn't even care. And in an effort with You're CPS never gonna know. to hear me out yeah, to, to not have her children taken away. You've got candles all over the house and Bibles everywhere. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, you know, I saw this that. House is I saw that. Haunted. I saw that angle too, you know, because you know? I mean like if everything's going fine with you, you don't have CPS at your house. Exactly. Let's just be honest yes. here. If everything I, I, I want to be an adult here and have an adult conversation. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have your C, you don't have CPS visiting the house all the time. If things are fine, if things are fine and yeah. things are great. So things like you say, yeah, things are going wrong. Yes. And as a desperate attempt, I would see something like that. Yes, I would. I, I would, do. I would get that. I th and I think in the days of, you know, we've got the Amityville horror thing. Oh yeah. All of a sudden, this quote unquote. Well, no, an and then I think it, no, and then I think it spawns out of control. Yeah. Now you got the movie person coming in, and you're like, yes. "Well, all right, you know what? But I mean, let's just go down this road." It started with the newspaper, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it travels from not just one newspaper. Now all these like all these other newspapers and all these other media outlets, even from out of the United States, are picking up on it. And you don't have to be a genius to be like, "Yo, we've got an opportunity here." Well, especially if you're in that type of situation. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just you're you're gonna do. What it takes. Because the landlord actually had a newspaper article with, uh, it was LaToya's, like, mother-in-law. Yeah. Saying that there was nothing going on. Nothing going in on. In the house. Yeah. And that it was all just made up. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and that's, mean, like I said, it's it's not one thing, it's it's 50 things. Yeah. You put it, the 50 things together. Yeah. like. Like the girl trying to commit suicide and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm sorry. It's not enough for me. No. Especially now when you, you had everybody stay home for a year. Yes. Not go to school. Yes. And now, shocker, the statistics are that young women's suicide rates have gone up 50%. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Of course they've gone up. You know why? Because you're telling them that the world's going to end. Yeah. You're telling them that they're going to get sick. You're gonna, you're telling them that if they hug their grandma, they're going to fucking kill her. Yes. You know. Where'd you think this was going to go? Yes. And that's the that's what power suggestion does. And at the end of the day, people genuinely need 
each other. Like they, they need to be around other people. And when you isolate yourself. Like yeah, no, I mean, that's a different, but what people really, I think, whether you're young, old, yes. middle-aged or whatever, people need just an assurance that everything's it's okay. going to be okay. People generally, yes. you know, because the moment you take that away, it becomes a flight or fight scenario. Yes. And, and I know when people see like flight or fight, they just think of the fight stuff. Mm-hmm. The flight is the other area. The yeah. flight is the depression. Mm-hmm. The flight is the running away. The flight is to cut yourself to make you feel better, you know, or mm-hmm. to to punish or your to just feel to anything. punish yourself or again to feel anything. Mm-hmm. That's the flight mechanisms. And I hate to say it. I hate getting into these types of conversations, but I think it's worthy here. For some reason, today, flight is the way out. Mm-hmm. Like fight isn't the way. No. Flight is embraced. Flight is uh, you, you gain hero status for flight. You have an actual flight measurement scale, mm-hmm. you know, where you throw your flight badge out and you just say, yeah. you know, well, you think you flighted more. I flighted even more. And mm-hmm. it's this downward spiral where people are committing to be a bigger victim. Yeah. It's literally happening. You see it on, on TV shows with yeah. games now, like game shows and the like the reality game shows of people doing stuff. And it's just, yeah, I come up from a bad area and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, and you're on a show where you might win $100,000 for making a sculpture of something or something like that. You know, yeah. it's like, what? Obviously, yeah, everybody's had some bad shit, but shit's working out pretty fucking good for you now. Yeah. You know, why don't you, why don't you embrace, why don't you embrace what's happening now? And you don't have to throw your flight victim card out No, to say, Hey, I no, but here's what it is. No, the reason it's there is to say, I belong here. Mm -hmm. I belong here because I went through all this shit Mm -hmm. and everybody does it, whether you're on TV or whether you're around a table with friends and family, eventually people are going to start throwing the flight victim badge out. Yeah. And you know with me, I just can't stand that stuff because yeah. your past is your past. Right. And the thing is, is you can sit there and talk about how shitty your life was. I can find someone in 10 minutes. That had it worse. That had it way fucking worse than you. Yeah. Not even close. Fucking worse. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. I could do it in 10 minutes just off the people I know. Yeah. I could just call somebody and be like, here, talk to this person. Tell them that same story. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to fucking make you feel like shit. Right. You know, and it's just a terrible it's way a, to get through. But it's power of suggestion. It it's is. imposed on you. It is. That's why all these, uh, and I hate, oh, I'm going to give them credit and I don't want to. Like the Anthony Robbins and the, you know, the the motivational life coaches and stuff like yeah. that. I give them credit to the fact where they're like, you got to be around positive people. You got to be around people that are are doing yeah. well in their life and yes. they're happy every day. Yes. You got to be around that person because that person will show you if you're incapable of it, will show you how to be happy Yes, and how to be proud, yes. how to be humble, yes. but also be grateful yes. of things that are around you today. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's an imbalance in that right now. Definitely. And I think situations like this, and the reason I had to dive into that, I hate talking about it, but the reason I the reason I feel compelled to talk about it is because that type of attitude creates these situations it does. right here. It does. 
It's just, yeah. it's a breeding ground for it. Yes. And I'm not saying that none of this shit's true. Maybe there is something there, but the fact or is, was something there. or was, there was something there, but, but the fact is, there's 90% of the stuff that was prevented in that documentary there or presented. Yeah. There was 90% of the stuff presented everywhere that just slaps, slaps it in the face and says yeah. no. And they had me at mold. Yeah. I just looked at mold. I said, all right, like you got a, you got a, a high crime, low, very low income area. Yeah. You've got buildings that aren't Main, maintained, maintained at yeah. all. Yeah. So the thing is, is like he'll sit there and talk about how there's mold and asbestos in that house. There's mold and asbestos in probably every fucking house in the blocks around there. Every single one. Right. And and now you've got this whole, that's where it gains traction. It gains yeah. all this momentum. It gains all this stuff. And it's just, uh, I think it's a testament to, like I said, just a few separate things. You got bad home. Yeah. You're not around a healthy environment. Right. And I say healthy environmentally. Right. You know, but you're also not in a healthy environment in the house. Right. Yes. With with family and friends. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got struggles of everyday life mm-hmm. that surrounds that type of environment. Mm-hmm. And- and you smash that all up together with a story that everybody can cling to and say, yeah, you know what? That's that's a real thing. And that's the reason all these bad things are happening yeah, to you. it's not your Like fault. the runner who had a fracture, fractured leg. Yeah. It's like, really? You ran? You got a fractured leg? I mean, hell, I was playing paintball and I ran backwards into a berm and I broke my foot, ankle, and leg. Everything blew apart. Had you been in a haunted house before you guys went and no, I was, and, played I was and that's what I'm saying. I never suspected a curse or something like that. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just it, like when I hear that, you know, oh, the curse and all that. It's like Boston, all those years when they couldn't beat the Yankees and they, you know, oh, it's the Boston curse. It's like, no, you fucking suck as a baseball team. Yeah. That's all it is. You made bad decisions. You made, yeah. you know. You got the wrong people. You got, you know, you didn't have money into the right areas. Right. But now it's funny because but right when Boston beat the Yankees that year, that was the year they spent the most money on their team. Yeah. They got good people on the team. And then, of course, once they won the World Series, money's flying in them like crazy. And then all of a sudden they're playing great baseball after that. Yeah. It's no fucking curse. You figured out how to run a baseball team after 100 years. That's all it is. Yeah, congratulations. You win a prize, you know. That's where I, I could sit there and beat up curses and, and all this stuff all the time. Because I'm sorry, folks, it's not hard to do. No. It's not. really not hard to do. Okay, bud. Even Dean, he agrees with it. <laughs> he, heard a, he heard a leaf fall outside. Musico. <laughs> so that's Demon House, folks. Sorry. Yeah. That one got a little passionate, but I hate to say it. We get passionate in some of these things. Yeah. And it just uh and it just drives me nuts because I see people that buy a lot of things hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And and granted. And I have to say, of the two of us, I'm the more of the believer and Oh yeah, everybody knows that. I even I was like <laughs> it didn't even pass your smell test. No. No. Not even. Not no. even remotely. I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. And see, Dean said the same thing. Yeah, I think creative director Dean's saying we got to wrap this up. This is stupid. This is stupid, guys. I didn't sign up for this. Actually, he did. 
He did. Yeah. yeah, duh. It was against his will, but. I mean, yeah. So what do we got next week? We have the death of Sylvia Likens. Yeah. And for those of you who may not understand what that means, she was the focus of a couple movies, Girl Next Door and American Tragedy. Yeah. And tragedy is the correct word to use. Hell yeah. 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 So this is uh, the of the, oh, the horror, this is where we're starting to get into... Uh, some true crime stuff. We're not going to hop well, into. Let's be honest. Some of the, some crimes are horrific. Yeah. And this is one that was uh, definitely past the, uh, uh, this is the way entrance beyond exam. horrific. This... Like, is there another level above horrific? Well, yeah. Cause that's what this one is. It's yeah. Buckle up guys. Yeah. If you've never heard about it, Definitely, uh, I would recommend watching one of those two movies. Uh, here's the thing. If you watch, oh, which one is it? The American Tragedy. If you watch American Tragedy, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of things that don't affect me. There's a lot of things that I'm pretty just, I don't, I'm pretty indifferent about, but watching that movie, even for me. Yes. I needed like an hour after a half hour. But yeah. the thing is, is even like the next day, it just hangs in your head. It's and it's it will and we'll it bring will it up. Affect you. Yeah. It, it, well, hopefully it'll affect you. You know, if it doesn't affect you, you might want to. You might want you to might want to circle the wagons. <laughs> no, you just want to <laughs> circle the wagons on your uh, on, on your your beliefs and whatnot. But but yeah, we'll we'll get more deep into definitely how it affected us yeah. and and just um what a tragedy it yeah. really really was yes and uh this is something that i know i'm not gonna enjoy talking about it's one of the podcasts no. like i don't it's one of the episodes that i'm really not looking too forward to but i think it's necessary because people need to understand yes. what's possible yes and the thing and is, is, there were a series of failures. Oh, it's a in, massive amount of failures. But yes. the thing is, is a lot of people want to pass the buck. No, there on was a lot of complicity. A, on a, um, you know, I'll keep it brief and short, but a lot of people want to pass the buck on a higher force, whether it be a spiritual force or uh, just a, a government official or a local official. This was really right down to the house and the community of how tragic it really yeah, was. Yeah. And we'll get into more detail with that. But on the upside of things, we're doing fantastic. We hope you're doing fantastic. Mm -hmm. We hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend. Mm -hmm. We thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Yeah. We know that the weather's nice and everybody's getting out and doing things. And Except here in uh, upstate New York. Where it's where been raining. Where constantly, hopefully, you've built your ark and you're ready to yeah. go. If not, you got to know somebody. Yeah, just bring a six pack. You'll be all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Thanks for listening to us, and uh, if you can, turn us on to uh, another friend or yeah. another person you know. We really appreciate it because I'll say it as always: we don't advertise, we don't market, we mm -hmm. are a grassroots podcast we're a little mom and pop shop yeah and 
we know uh, you, you're all talking to to people you know because we keep seeing the numbers creep up and up and, and up you. and up and we're and if you're new here welcome welcome buckle up yeah because yeah. it's it's you're in for a ride no no thanks thanks for listening we really appreciate it and and we hope you stick around so now we got the list no ouija boards no ouija boards no dolls no, no capes nope no blood rituals no cults no cults satanic no. Or otherwise. Yeah. I think that's it. We're still holding at five. Yeah. A public PSA. Clean your house. Yeah, seriously. You know, just get a Swiffer. If somebody tells you there's mold and asbestos in your house, yeah. probably be a good you idea might want to lean into get it removed. Yeah. Get some simple green or something like that. And uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, they sell the, they actually sell um, mold killer slash whatever mold killer stuff yep should we invent a, a cleaner called that no because oh. it's already been invented mold killer stuff yeah mold killer stuff yeah yep. okay it's a technical name for it sure and on that note make good choices take care folks <laughs>